Five members of the 2018 Canadian Junior Hockey Team are to face sexual assault charges. London police have given them uh, some time to turn themselves in and they will be charged criminally. This is after the investigation that was closed um, by the London police back in... um, 2018 um, was, uh, or 2019, it was closed, was reopened uh, last year. And now five players have been told to surrender in connection with the 2018 World Juniors investigation. In fact, uh, we keep getting posts from uh, NHL hockey teams that uh, players are now leaving uh, for uh, an undetermined amount of time, taking a little leave. So you don't, it doesn't take long to connect the dots on who played what position. Uh, in that uh, 2018 World Junior Team. Here to talk about it, Rod Black, longtime uh, sports broadcaster. And in fact, he hosted the event that night that was to celebrate their win in 2018. He joins the Kelly Cotrera Show. Thank you very much for joining me. Hey, Kelly. So, I mean, it was extremely shocking just to get everybody on the same page in May 2022 when it was revealed that Hockey Canada had paid an undisclosed settlement to a woman in London after she alleged she was sexually assaulted by eight men, uh, including members of the 2018 Men's World Junior Team, uh, after that party, that event, in fact, that uh, you hosted. Can we talk about the energy in the room? Was it was it odd? Do you well, remember well, it being yeah, yeah, any different? Yeah, well, 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 yeah, I will tell you again that 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 event had nothing to do with with the event that happened later. Of course, because, of course, yeah, it didn't. But the, was the it players, what, the players? It was a. Uh, it was a celebration. The players were all well behaved. Everybody was well behaved. Okay, this so happened, this happened later, later that night after drinking so, at a bar. Yes. That, yeah. So the players were, were not drinking at the event. Um, right, because they were they were junior. They were underage. Absolutely. Okay. So, Thank yeah, you for correcting again, me on that. And I, yeah, I I'm so, sorry yeah, to hop to, to it, but I, I think tie, can't tie those two together okay. because it was it honestly was a great night. Um, again, I I was hosting the event. I've done some hockey Canada events. Um, their, their annual um, uh, event every year that that's, it's, it's, they hold it, they hold it in the summer and they hold it in very, a variety of communities in Canada and they have a golf tournament. It's a really a, a nice celebration. I did not sure. find out about this until oh a long time later, like months later. Obviously, when everything came out, I, I you know what was at the event. I left and then again I, I saw some of the members of the team who were there and again everybody was well behaved. But this is where my, my problem with the entire thing is is that you know hockey canada did get involved clearly they um paid uh, uh, some serious money in a lawsuit i think it was 3.8 or 3.5 million dollars yep uh, to me i always thought that that should have been a police investigation from the beginning because it you know the players went out it really did not have anything to do with hockey canada that's where i find the disconnect well there was but a then, police course, investigation and they closed it and they closed it. And so that's probably what happened afterwards. So now it's open. I mean, I think yeah. the logic, I, I, I think some people are, I, I'm not, I'm not that surprised or shocked. I mean, it, it, clearly something uh, untoward happened that night. Uh, again, people are innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. I mean, we always have to remember that. Uh, so this is going to obviously um, fester further. This will be investigated further. Uh, these players um, have been charged who, Whoever they are, I mean, again, I think you. Well, they will be charged once they turn themselves yeah, in. Appropriately yeah, is, yeah, appropriately said it that it that you know you can put the you know connect the dots, the dots together. Yeah. yeah, but at the same time, um, you know, you got you got to let due process play out. But 
you know, I, I think that that's why they have investigations, right? That's why, you know, and we've been talking about this for a long time and we, you know, we thank the people that brought it to the, this to the forefront. Um, mm-hmm. This is as much as this is, you know, it was a horrific event, certainly for a, a young woman. Um, you know, we've heard about events like this in not only sports, but arts and entertainment in the world. And you want, you want to make sure that that doesn't happen. It never happens again. You want to make people sure that people are in a safe environment. And, you know, you saw what happened with Hockey Canada. They changed their board. They changed everybody. They lost sponsors. I'm not sure how this next step will affect what is going on. But in in the grand scheme of things, you know, it is hockey and sponsorship is probably secondary to the fact that a lot of people's lives were absolutely changed on that night. Yeah. A hundred percent. Can we talk about the media involvement? Because if it wasn't for, uh, I believe his name is Rick Westhead uh, from uh, TSN reporting in May that uh, Hockey Canada had paid an undisclosed settlement to that woman in London after she alleged she was assaulted by eight men in that hotel room after, uh, uh, you know, being at a bar with the 2018 men's world junior team as they were celebrating in London. Um, if it wasn't for him bringing the story to the fore and then watching You're the, right. you know, the, the board, the board chair leave and uh, the interim chair uh, leave as well yeah. and the CEO and then all of the board members fall like dominoes. If it wasn't for the parliamentary committee hearings um, and sponsors pulling out, then we may, we may never be here today. Right. They, they may never have reopened the case. I, I would hope that, you know, uh, um, our you know, our, our police forces, uh, wherever that an incident like this happened, would, would continue a case if they believe that there's some impropriety. Uh, if something, if a law has been broken, I would think they would do that. But um, I, I agree with you. And, and thank goodness for people like Rick Westhead and others uh, who investigated it and started opening up this can and, and going a little further and finding out what happened and then finding out that that's there was a lawsuit. Right. And and all of this, you know, you, you said the dominoes, you know, just kept falling. And as they did. And again, full disclosure, I, you know, a lot of those people that, you know, have left Hockey Canada, I knew them very well. And, and some of them were some of the best people I've ever worked with in sport. Right. And clearly that, you know, there I don't know what happened to everybody on that. I think they mishandled it. I think Hockey Canada terribly mishandled it, obviously. Uh, from the beginning, as I said, it probably should have been a police investigation right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I, clearly, something was was amiss there. But so here we are, and I and, and to me, the the word is logical. It's this is logical. It's a logical I... inve- investigation that happens afterwards. But you're absolutely right. That's why we have investigative journalists. That's why we have people who are searching for the truth. And when the truth comes out, um, you know, nobody should be startled or shocked. And I will tell you. If these, if, if, if these players are guilty, yep. um, you know that that has been boiling in the back of their minds for the last year, or I guess last five years. Um, well, you'd hope, and, and that you'd incident, hope, but that maybe incident, not. That incident never should have happened. Like, yeah. And I guess it goes deeper too, you know, Kelly, it goes deeper. Like why, why would, you know, a bunch of men get around, you know, be in a, in a room with a one woman and why would something like that happen? Why? Because they By can the way, and it, it happens, happens yeah. it, it, it happens, happens when people so think they're entitled times. and other people yeah. don't have the same worth. Yeah. And it's, it's I so, mean, it's that rod, so that's such a big, before. that's a big but can of worms to open with me. Yeah. 
But it, yeah, but it's, it shouldn't. It should never happen, right? No. It never. I have a daughter think, who lives in London. I sure I people. And I want. I want to make sure that my kids are safe, whether they are in a hockey environment. We've, yes. I mean, there's been. This is a, a major scandal, but unfortunately, this is not a road that you know is is is, is, is newly paved. This has been going on for a long, long time. People need to be safe wherever they go. There shouldn't be entitlement. There shouldn't be stupidity. There shouldn't be um, illegalities. Um, and there shouldn't be um, something as ugly as this happening. And, and, and it shouldn't happen today. No. Um, so, you know, like, again, I, you know, like here, here's where we stand today. And, you know, these players will turn themselves in. And I would imagine there's going to be, a, a, yeah. you know, obviously a big court case and it will continue to get dragged. The only the, 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 the best thing I think that happens, the light that is, is always shining on this is that let's make sure nothing like this ever happens or anybody thinks that this might happen again. That's the best thing that can happen. And that's why we have investigative journalism. And that's why we have laws, by the way. So. It's um, if a crime has been committed, then yeah, then let's let's find out uh, what it was. Let's let's uh, bring it to fruition and bring it to Kelly. Believe me, if the police are charging somebody with something and it's after an investigation of how long. Yeah. You know, there is something there. Uh, And and not to mention the fact if these are indeed the NHL players that are starting to take leave, we're talking about millionaires that can afford to hire very good lawyers. Mm -hmm. And they know that, too. So listen, Rod, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for being yeah. so frank. Thank you for backing up okay. the truck. You know, when I was making assumptions, it's always no, good no, to no. check hey, people. Listen, I just want to make, no, I want to, yeah, I just want to make sure like that, 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 by the way, I, there was nothing I've seen. So by the way, I've been to so many of those events yep. and everybody is, it's uh, hey, that's suit the thing and tie, suit and tie, but every at anything, hockey banquets, sports banquets, anything that you go to, everybody should be well behaved and safe. Yeah, 100%. In, in every environment, you know, and then just make sure they are. And they were at that time. Clearly, something happened after. Rod, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate your time. All right, Kelly. Talk to you soon. Cheers. Rod Black, longtime sports broadcaster. Uh, the big story of the day out of London. Five members of the 2018 World Junior Hockey Team been told to surrender to London, Ontario police to face charges of sexual assault. Those pending charges are connected to the alleged group assault of a woman in a hotel room after the Hockey Canada fundraising gala in 2018 when the players were honored for their win at the junior championships. It's disgusting. I know. It's not been proven in court. It's allegations right now, but charges will be laid and they will, five players will have to turn themselves in. I guess right now they're in the process of lawyering themselves up. Joe Newberger, criminal lawyer and friend of the Kelly Cotrera show. We don't really have uh, confirmed names yet. Uh, we're really just trying to piece the puzzle the pieces together. So it looks relatively obvious, but you know, who knows? We'll find out when charges have been laid, but Police are, um, they say they're facing charges of sexual assault. I guess that's a criminal charge. And this is connected to that group sexual assault of that woman in a hotel room back in uh, London in June 2018. So I guess my question to you is, um, can you speculate on what these guys are doing right now? Would they be lawyering up? Like, why are they being given time to turn themselves in? So it's a historical allegation, which has been reinvestigated subsequent to the original complaints. So now that it's coming forward and they want to lay charges, the proper approach is to communicate with the individuals and that and to give them sufficient time, as you said, 
to retain counsel on surrender. They need legal advice. That's not uncommon. If I have clients who are charged with various offenses, including sexual assault, police will reach out to me and we'll do a surrender. So this is very typical. It's historical in nature. So we're going back now, you know, uh, six years or a bit more, depending upon when the information first come, it came forward. So it's appropriate for them to seek lawyer advice, get retained, uh, and then move forward with their surrender. But, you know, obviously this has reached a peak now where the police have found that they have reasonable grounds to charge these individuals with very serious uh, allegations. It's interesting that there are only five uh, players that are being asked to come forward, um, and, and there were eight allegedly in, involved in the assault. Would is Can we speculate that there may be some people that were not associated um, or directly on that team that might be called in uh, with pending charges, you know, three more in, in coming days? Or I think probably the police, after reviewing everything, has determined that these five were the primary actors and maybe, uh, you know, the other three or four or whoever would be more peripheral and not directly involved. Other people could be witnesses for the Crown. I have no idea at this right. stage. But I think the Crown and the police have consulted on this, and they've determined that these five individuals are the primary actors in the allegations, and that's why they're particularly identifying them to come in and surrender. How serious are these charges? I mean, we don't know exactly oh. what the charges are. We know they're sexual assault. Could they carry jail time? Yeah, so 90% of my practice is sexual assault defense work. And this is very serious. So um, even though they were juniors at the time, and and I'm not sure about the age range, if they're under 18 at the time, um, then they'll be dealt with under Youth Criminal Justice Act. And so there are much more um, avenues to go with respect to penalty if they are convicted. But if they're adults, um, it can range two, three, four years in jail. Very serious. Sexual assault allegations and convictions are extremely serious in Canada and can have a very significant jail sentence. It's not typically a probation type of case. If they're a youth under the Youth Criminal Justice Act, then there's a lot of variations for them. Would the trial happen in London? Looks like it, but depending upon the publicity, they uh, may seek to have a change of venue. Um, where could they go where, if it's possible, if they're NHL players, where could they go and hide where people wouldn't know who they were? You may want to come to somewhere like Toronto because we have <laughs> a very broad metropolis. Not everybody follows hockey. You know, some of us might be only basketball enthusiasts. So, you okay. know, you may find a jury pool that would be more open. I think this would be a judge alone case. So yeah. you may want to go superior court, go, you know, for jury, but eventually wind up in front of a judge. I think that's, probably the way they'd want to go. That's what I typically do. How much lead time do you get, Joe, like behind the scenes, uh, if police call you in to to turn yourself into the police to uh, be charged with a particular crime? Are we talking about, like, you got a couple of days, you have five days? What's the, the shortest amount of time and the longest that you've ever seen in your career? Because I know we're spitballing here. Yeah, no, I mean, police have been very good about this. I mean, if you have generally a an individual who's no risk to the community, they can give you a week or two weeks notice. And then you can work out a date for surrender. So they're generally very good about it. So we're not talking like 24 to 48 hours. It's usually more than 72 hours to give notice to make the arrangements. Sometimes I've had it for two, three weeks. And would they have to turn themselves into the London police uh, headquarters? So 100%. They'll have to go in there and be processed. uh They may be released from the police station or go through a bail program, uh, a, a bail process. But 
most likely they'll be released from the police station. Will we see people turning up to the back door? <laughs> well, I think they go in through the front door, but yeah, it, it certainly will be a visual uh, for the public to see. All right. Well, listen, Joseph, thank you very much for uh, walking us through this. You're a, a font of information. I really do appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks so much. Take you, care. You have a great day. Joseph Newberger, uh, criminal lawyer and friend of the Kelly Cotrera show. Speculation is rampant based on some Twitter information that went out uh, the other day via the teams, the NHL teams that some of these players play on. I had some of the tweets here, um, and I'm just looking for them. Here they are. Uh, one of them, well, okay, so Chris is instructing me to not mention anybody's names. I'm talking about the people that, that are uh, on social media uh, have been requested and granted uh, indefinite leave of absences from their teams. So you're saying don't mention that. Okay, I will not. Basically, if you go on social media, <laughs> there's speculation as to uh, if some of these players, if, we don't know, if they are the ones that are going to have to turn themselves in. When will we find out? I guess once they turn themselves in, then it, then we'll be free to talk about it. I can just mention that, you know, that we have reporters who are waiting outside uh, London Police Headquarters to follow up to see what happens. But at this point, you know, these are reports from the Globe and Mail. And we even if even if a hockey player who plays on an American NHL team walked into the London Police Headquarters, we wouldn't. We don't know if they were right. Right. Okay. It's all speculation. I got it. You're protecting me. I got it. I thank you for that. Here's a big net. All right. Okay, well, let's uh, let's go to our guest then. Um, our guest right now is Allison Forsyth. You've heard her on the Kelly Cotrera Show. Speaking about this very topic numerous times in Hockey Canada, how it uh, needed to clean its act up. Uh, two-time Olympian, safe sport advocate, and abuse survivor and founder of Generation Safe, a safe sport education and consulting company. Welcome to the Kelly Cotrera Show. I almost got myself in trouble. <laughs> I heard that. I almost get myself in trouble every day when I talk about safe sport. But okay, <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's try and stay out of trouble uh, legally. Yeah. That is, and let's just address yeah. um, what you think is going to be the fallout of this. I mean, it's it's serious. Uh, listen, even if they're charged, you're innocent until proven guilty. But the fact that London Police are ready to lay charges on five former players on that 2018 team is a big deal. They've got time to turn themselves in, and they will be doing that. Odds are we spoke to a criminal lawyer about this. They are currently lawyering up. Um, what's your read on how this story has evolved? You know, I guess I'll speak from the firsthand experience of being a victim in a major sexual assault case that was very public. Um, and the first thing I'll share is, well, five of them charges are laid. We need to remind ourselves that's based on criminal level of standards of proof. So in our case, as an example, there was 12 of us that were, again, we were victims of the same perpetrator of assault. Um, and there were many more of us out there that were victims of his. It's just we didn't have that level of proof. So basically, we're saying they have enough proof that they can charge five of these five of these players, um, whatever that proof may be. So civil looks different than criminal. Um, and also the time. I mean, we know it's been going on for a very long time, but again, whether you're charged with something or in my case, a victim of something, these things just take a lot of time. (laughs) So I'm not actually that surprised that it's taken, here we are, the beginning of 2024, to see criminal charges laid against these players. Um, The last thing I'll share, which I think will be interesting in reference to what, you know, to not get us in trouble is... Mm they do have a right to petition to the court for a publicity ban. Now, I think if I'm looking at Twitter like the rest of the world, I think that would be a mute point 
Um, but they do have a right to petition to the judge to say, you know, it, when it comes to charges, often I've checked with my friends that work in sex crime about this. So I forgive, please forgive me. I'm obviously not a sex crime detective, but I'm just going off of their feedback, which is, you know, if, if say uh, someone who's charged life is at risk or if the integrity of the case would be compromised by media, sure. sometimes they will grant those um, publicity bans. That's interesting. But I think, yeah. I, I also think in the order to uh, make sure we're fully protected here, keep us mm-hmm. safe, uh, you know, n- not everything you read on Twitter is is, is true. Absolutely. Yeah. So Absolutely. Uh, yep. I'm sure there's yep. a lot being passed around Twitter that is not oh, yeah. uh, that's not true. What do you think this means, though? The, the Do you feel these charges um, are going to lead to meaningful change within hockey culture? Do you think is this enough, mm-hmm. Allison, or are we headed that way? No, it's not enough. I mean, I'll be very clear on that. I think something that's interesting I'd love folks listening to think about is um, what we call in safe sport the pyramid of harm, which sexual assault's the second from the top, right below murder. And I know I'm being pretty hardcore here, but we need to remind ourselves that culture starts at the bottom, which is equity, diversity, inclusion. You know, then it goes to microaggressions, which in hockey we have chirping, which is a largely accepted (laughs) form of abuse. Mm -hmm. So, we don't get to sexual assault, we progress to sexual assault. And so from a cultural perspective, when I do my education, I'm always sharing with organizations we need to drive down um, for that culture. I believe, and I never want to let anyone off the hook for what these uh, young, young men allegedly did. However, I do believe that we cover up a lot of those smaller instances of abuse because players are good. I see this firsthand from the not get in trouble for playing mini sticks in the hallway of hotel because you're the best player on the team to not getting in trouble with police for doing, you know, vandalism because you play for the OHL. So I've seen all of this. So I think the big thing is we need to eradicate it and not let our best players get away with horrible things just because we think they're going to represent Team Canada. Because you're saying that you're enabling that and then that could lead to escalation. Not everybody would escalate to sexual abuse, but you're saying, you know, that's the possibility. We're fostering the ability to do whatever you want without any consequences. Oh, absolutely. And in 2018, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not that old, but I remember terms when I was growing up, you know, culturally accepted terms like puck bunnies and, you know, just things around the the sexual connotation. Or I saw something on, on Instagram the other day where some young person was interviewing another young hockey player saying, how many birds do you have on your Snapchat? That was last week. So we have a huge problem with the sexualization of the sport mm-hmm. and treating women or, or men um, in a non-inclusive way and putting slang in really inappropriate terms against, you know, human beings. So there is tons of work to do. Yeah. It has absolutely nothing to do with the game yet. It has everything to, to do with the game. game. Everything to do with the game. And, you know, I've shared this before. I work with multiple, multiple sports across our entire country. Um, I love hockey, which is the irony, right? You know, I have two high-level players myself and my family. And it is, in my experience, I hate to use the word worse, but one of the most um, challenging cultures when it comes to ingrained cultural normalization of abuse. It's really interesting because I wonder how many great hockey players have decided they didn't want to pursue the sport because they just didn't, it just didn't work for them, the, the culture. Like young guys that yeah. are like, you know what, I'm from, uh, this doesn't seem right. I got sisters. 
Yeah, and ingrained in this sport because it's our sport. And I think most people are born into this with the parents. Their their eyes are bright. I've got the next Connor McDavid in my family. They start to turn the blind eye to things that feel wrong. I mean, it starts there. And we need to believe, because this is actually reality, that for every Connor McDavid that makes it, there's hundreds of kids that leave the sport because of what we're speaking about here. So we have to fundamentally shift our belief that we don't have to treat athletes poorly and athletes don't have to treat each other poorly. And it's not a tough enough model of sport anymore. And it's very difficult, Kelly, I'll tell you, to to enroll people of, you know, my Gen Xers, Mm -hmm. myself. um, It's very difficult to enroll us in that because we've been raised in a culture of sport that's been based fundamentally on maltreatment. Appreciate your insight in this, Allison. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I think we've done a good job of keeping ourselves safe as we yeah. talk about this. Excellent. Thank you, Kelly. Have a great day. Allison Forsyth, a two-time Olympian, safe sport advocate, abuse survivor, and a founder of Generation Safe, a safe sport education and consulting company. If you don't know what we're talking about, we were talking about the fact that this story about the uh, hockey, uh, the world junior hockey team from 2018, the alleged assault that took place in a hotel room in London, it looks like there are charges uh, finally going to be laid by the London police. They have asked five players to surrender connection with uh, the alleged uh, sexual abuse. They will be charged, and uh, it's a matter of time before they make their um, presence known to police, but... I would imagine they're getting some consultation uh, advice from lawyers and then they will turn themselves in. My question is, and I know you're listening in London, so this story really hits home. Do you feel that these charges are what will lead to meaningful change within hockey culture? How confident are you if you've got your kids in, in hockey? I mean, you know they're good kids, especially if they're little kids right now. You don't want them moving into a culture where, you know, there's a lot of disrespect uh, if that is, you know, uh, truly ingrained, do you, are you confident that, you know, getting this out into the open, uh, talking about what was wrong with the culture in Hockey Canada, you know, the sponsors backed away. That's that's not just people chatting now. It's like there, there's a problem when sponsors start dumping you. So sponsors have returned to the game. Do you think that these changes uh, will lead to meaningful change within hockey culture and these charges rather will lead to meaningful change. Hey, Mark in Toronto, welcome to the Kelly Gutierrez show. Well, Kelly, thank you for taking my call. I just want to say, you know, uh, and then you never want to see this stuff happen in society, let alone in sport. And, you know, whatever was alleged against uh, uh, this, this female or what have you uh, from these groups of individuals is is horrible. If if it is indeed, uh, you know, a, a legitimate charge. But what I want to say is, you know, it seems like anything that has to do with Canadian culture, Canadian identity, Canadian, you know, um, history is under attack. And, you know, we have to be a little bit more conscious of, you know, what happens with these types of situations. When you look at other sports, it seems like all the other professional sports, even the amateur sports, they, they have, uh, uh, I don't know whether it's a PR campaign to quickly quiet these issues or there's more of a of a uh, appetite to accept this type of behavior, but it seems like you have, you know, you can name players in basketball, in soccer. Yeah, in but I want to touch on this. This is based on the and, fact that that in that Hockey Canada paid out seven point six million in nine settlements 
related to sexual assault and abuse claims since 1989. I mean, there's pattern here. So uh, we're, we're sticking with hockey. Uh, yeah, sure. There's there's bad apples, I'm sure, in everything. You want to pick a group, you're probably going to find bad apples. But my point is, is really, does this give you any um, any hope that things are going to change? Anthony in Toronto. Yeah, I don't think that it will change at all. Um, I think it'll always be uh, boys will be boys, girls will be girls. Uh, boys have to be about smarter about which girls they're hanging out with, and girls have to be about smarter and know don't hang out with hockey players. Like, haven't you figured it out yet? Like, where do they think they're going? Back to the hotel room for a pizza party? Like, give me a break. Yeah, but listen, I I have no problem, Anthony. Like, there's nothing wrong with uh, you know engaging in consensual sex. It happens all the time, and I don't want to vilify every hockey player that uh you know is is having consensual sex it's when you've got somebody drunk that that uh you decide to allegedly invite your buddies into the room to have a go at i mean that is despicable it's beyond sports it's like it's really despicable i mean just think about it what if it was your daughter and and it's enough to say well don't go up to a, a you know a room with a hockey player well, don't take somebody that's drunk up to your room that's a good that's a good rule of thumb to get him yeah i get it you know, if you're from a different generation, a lot of times we'd meet people in bars, right? Like you're drinking when you're meeting people. But like right now, we're in a different time period and we're going, okay, wait a minute. If the person cannot consent, there's a problem and there's a legal problem. And so, I mean, and then this storyline is is despicable. And look, I think it's important to know that the London police, they they investigated in 2018 and they closed the case. They're like, yeah, there's not enough here. And then after we found out more and more and board members started to step down and people understood that their kids' money, a part of the, the fund that they play in minor hockey registration, those fees went to uh, uninsured liabilities, including sexual assault and abuse claims. It was like, what is happening? Let's check this. Let's find out what's going on here. I think things started to change. And I'm hoping that, you know, these charges will lead to uh, some of, uh, you know, maybe there'll be a conviction. If they can prove that there was a, a sexual assault, it's alleged right now, and they'll be charged. If they can prove wrongdoing was done, because you're innocent until proven guilty, then I wonder, I mean, that sends out a message. You can't just do anything you want. And so I wonder if this is the beginning of, of a change. And I hope it is, because hockey is a lot of fun. And it is our national sport. Okay, lacrosse is too.